This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end-times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. And I want to welcome you to the Warning Television Program. Also, if you're listening to me on radio, welcome. I'm talking today, my subject is, the word is your access to God. The word is your access to God. Before I get there, I want to just say how important it is that we understand our access to God, that we have access to God. We are in the most troubling times I've ever seen in America today. I just sent out an article yesterday, Dream Slash Civil War. I'll just read a couple paragraphs and uh, move on. But it says, many people have heard of the recent dreams, prophecies given to Pastor Diana Coverstone. I find his dreams quite fascinating and realistic. What is God telling America and the church? Before I answer this question, I want to summarize what God revealed to me concerning America from 1985 to the present time. In 1985, after repenting of hatred and unforgiveness toward a certain man, I've received my first nighttime vision. It had taken me five years to repent and forgive because of my pride. I saw myself traveling the nations, meeting with presidents, prime ministers, governments, as well as speaking to the masses. I saw apocalyptic events and death lines. I saw the heart of God. It was broken. I asked God why his heart was broken. He said, because my bride is in love with the world more than they're in love with me. I asked God why, and he said, because the pastor behind the pulpit is more in love with the world than me. I came out of the dream sweating and soon resigned from my job on the sheriff's department, my pastoral responsibilities. I sold my businesses so I could travel the nations giving the warning message to the church of the second coming of Christ and that they are not ready to meet the Lord yet. It is a John the Baptist, Elijah type of warning message to repent and follow the Lord with all of your heart. Now, please visit my website, www.worldministries.org. You'll find the American Prophecy page under Prophecies, and you can read my 27 visions and dreams and prophecies. It will take about 30 pages. It includes civil war. It includes an invasion. It includes uh, chemical, biological, nuclear terrorism and attack and names the very cities. Let me tell you, it, it, it had 9-11 before 9-11 happened. It had Katrina before Katrina happened. God is speaking right now and trouble is coming and the church is not ready. I believe God is now allowing a measure of judgment to come upon the church. 
manifested in these unconstitutional policies initiated by mostly Democratic governors and mayors during this hyped-up pandemic. The so-called protest, even though the protesters don't get a permit, usually end up in vandalism, looting, arson, riots, hurting, and even killing people. They are allowed and encouraged by Democratic immoral leadership, and still the church cannot meet together to have a service. We see innocent Christians and others, including policemen, attacked, and in some cases, killed. Yes, our God-given inalienable rights have been attacked, taken from us for the most part, because the leaders of the church have compromised with sin. Where are the messages against pornography, fornication, adultery, homosexuality, abortion, indecent dressing for girls and women that become a temptation to men? Most sermons never touch on sin and judgment. Tattoos and body piercing all become too com commonplace in churches, as well as the indulgence of alcohol. Churches become a fellowship center where musical entertainment and drama has replaced messages from an anointed pastor that warned the congregation of the consequences of sin and the future eternal judgment of God for all those who continue in their sins while attending church. Yes, the church is filled with people that compromise. The church is filled with people in active sin. Where are the true prophets whose main burden from the Lord is to deal with sin and avoid judgment if there is repentance? Where are these prophets? Not the pillow prophets constantly condoning and pampering your sins and operating only in the gift of prophecy for exhortation, encouragement, and comfort. Even though they have the title prophet or prophetess, they are not called and they do not function in the office of a prophet. Half the church does not even recognize. Baptism of the Holy Spirit with its power gifts is for today. This makes them totally ineffective to be a true representation of Jesus Christ on earth because they can only tell stories. There is no reality backing their message. God is going to allow person to persecution to continue to come against his church until people repent and draw close to God and chase him to be filled with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, it goes on and on. It says we're going to see an escalation of violence, riots, civil unrest, civil war, invasion, other warnings of God because a church is polluted compromised and naked. The church right now is just like the Pied Piper, whatever they say they do. Don't you understand? We have inalienable rights under God. We should not be cooperating right now with tyranny. I would call for mass civil unrest with all churches. I don't care what state you're in. You hold your church. You hold your worship service. You don't cooperate when it comes under tyranny unless you want to end up like Germany and lose your freedoms and your life. If your pastor isn't sounding the alarm, telling you the truth like BLM, what it really is, a Marxist organization to topple America, then get out of that church. Again, the word is your access to God. That's what we want to talk about. Why is it that sometimes our prayers don't seem to be answered? Is it because we either don't understand or have access to God? Acts 16.31 and they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spoke unto him the word of the Lord, and all that were in his house were saved. And you know the story. They were, Paul was in prison. The earthquake came. The angels shook it because of prayer. They could have escaped. They did not. The jailer was going to kill himself. And he said, Hey, we're still here. Don't kill yourself. The jailer accepted Christ in his own whole house then accepted Christ. Each one had to accept Christ for salvation to come to that house.
John 1, 1 through 4 and 14. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. So in the beginning was the Word, the Word, the Holy Spirit, Jesus. And the Word was God and with God. The same was in the beginning with God. I always say that the Holy Spirit is documented in the Word of God. If you want to know God, if you want to know Jesus, if you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, this is a Holy Spirit documented in written form. So in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and life was the light of men. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld His glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now, again, we're in a, a live audience here in our campus at World Ministries International, our college campus. And we need to understand that if we're going to have access to God, we must understand His Word. We must know His Word. We must sit and allow the Word of God to speak to us, to reveal His meaning. And the only way you know that is if you know God, if you've accepted Him as Lord and Savior. Then you start to really know of him, just like you get married. When you get married, you, ex you accept your husband or your wife, but then you've got to get to know them by spending time with them, by sitting in their presence, amen? By communicating, praying, meaning talking. We do the same thing with God if you want to know God. And the more I hear what my wife says, the more I know about my wife, like this shirt. My wife got me this shirt. Yes, my wife. And because I love my wife, I'm wearing this shirt. 1 John 1, 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. So we want to please God like I want to please my wife. So we put on the armor of God, don't we? Amen. And with your wife, you put on the shirt she buys you. And so we, we, we need to know the Lord. We need to please the Lord. We need to follow the Lord. We need the Lord to be able to talk to us. I have to make time for my wife to talk to me. We need to make time for the Lord to talk to us. We touch God through his word. Many people are saying, if I could only just touch God, I'd get my miracle. Let me tell you, folks, you don't touch God by self-effort and tears, but by believing. God has sent his word to give us a link to himself and his resources. We can touch God. We do touch God. Isaiah 55, 8 through 11. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and make it Bring forth bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth, and it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. We have a, a lady in this room. She's been on my staff for over 22 years, Pastor EJ's wife, and she sows the seed physically, and she always raises a great harvest. And uh, I, I, for my morning breakfast, I had three eggs and cut off, cut up some tomatoes, and uh, I enjoyed that. Her tomatoes are much better than you buy in the store. And the word of God, the food from God, is much better than any philosopher, anybody with their ideology. 
any religion. This is pure. This is holy. This is organic. This is how you know God. This is how you have access to God. This is how you live. Sometimes when we buy foods, you die early because they're filled with preservatives that kill you. This will not kill you. This will give you life. If you listen to the other philosophies out there, that will kill you. BLM will kill you. Antifa will kill you. Marxism will kill you. The different religions, Islam will kill you. But this will give you life and you will have access to God. You will know God because this is God. After you have realized that total victory is God's will for you, total victory, and you have decided to make him your total source, then you must go to the word for the particular portion of what God has said concerning your present need. And that's where you touch God. Lay hold to the word and you lay hold to God. When you let go of the word, you let go of God. God has chosen to release his creative power through his word. When God speaks a word, he commits all that he has to fulfill it. When you embrace the word of God, the power of God is released to bring the word to pass. When we see this illustrated in the first coming of Jesus Christ in Luke 1, 26 through 28. Point number one, Mary in God's word. We see the angel delivered God's word to Mary. Luke 1, 26 through 38. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast been found favor from God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you'll call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be? Seeing I don't know of a man, I don't know a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon me, thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is a sixth month with her, who was called barren. You know, Mary never knew a man pregnant. Elizabeth, too old for a man's love to work. And all of a sudden, she's not barren. She's carrying a child, John the Baptist. For with God, nothing is impossible. You get back to Abraham, amen? Isaac, Sarah. You remember? Sarah laughs a little bit when, when, when the, the people outside are talking, the angels, you're, you're going to have a, uh, you know, your wife's going to have a baby. Ha, ha, ha. Well, she got embarrassed later. Like we get embarrassed when sometimes we don't really believe the word of God, right? Right? 
And we've all been there. But then it came to pass. Sarah, 90 years old. I mean, Abraham, 100. Wow. I look around and nobody's close to that age. So you all could still have sons and daughters. If the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And the Lord says, be pregnant again, Karen. Be pregnant again, Jacqueline. Be pregnant again, uh, Terry. So, I mean, you better be careful if the Lord comes upon you and says it. My goodness, I'll be, I'll be baptizing other children. Amen? But it's got to be the Lord. Amen? All the men are looking. It better be the Lord. <laughs> I can read their thoughts. You better be careful there. <laughs> Uh, me too. It'd have to be the Lord again. And I won't go any further on that one. <laughs> Notice the angel in verse 35. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. God made a commitment of his power right here to fulfill the promise made to Mary. This is the way it is with you and I. Every promise God has made is backed by the power to fulfill it. If God has given a word, as long as you don't release the word, as long as you don't let it go on thorny ground, it's going to bear fruit. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 4. See, Mary only had this promise. But we have thousands of them recorded in the Bible to cover every area of life and link us to God. There's thousands all through the Bible. I hold on to these things when, 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 I, when I travel and things like that. Or if I, have, if I have a word to go into a nation of genocide, believe me, I hold on to the word of God. And, and, and that's my link to God. And if God said it, amen, it will come to pass. I overcome my own pride, which is vanity, which can create fear, and I go in. Again, 1 Peter 1, 3 through 4. According to his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Wow. Wow. Peter again tells us that the divine nature and power of God comes to us through the word of God. The divine nature comes to us through his word. God's divine nature, God's power, God's authority. It's just like John said, we are touching God when we handle the word of God. If people say, I would only obey God if he was right here. I would only obey Jesus if he was right here. And I tell them, no, you wouldn't. Jesus was right in front of many people and they walked away and denied him. Even his 12 disciples deserted him until they had to repent. If you can't obey God now with his word, which is God and the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't obey him if he stood right in front of you. There'd still be a spirit of rebellion in you and you'd disobey and do exactly what you want. Hebrews 4.12, and the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and the joints in marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. Now getting back to Mary, notice in Luke 1.38 that Mary laid hold of that promise. See, that's a key to lay hold on the promise. Karen, let me get back to Karen in this room. Plants a lot of gardens every year. Tremendous harvest every year. But she lays hold on what she has to do for that harvest to come. She puts the seed in. She, she waters it. She, till, she, she does what it takes. She believes she'll have a harvest. 
But she wouldn't if she just was slothful and sat back and did nothing. All she would see back there is dried up whatever if anything came up and dirt. Now, I want her to lay hold on the promise because I want some of her vegetables. <laughs> Amen? I mean, they're organic and they're great. I'm glad my wife went over there last night and, and, and she brought back a, about five sacks. Organic vegetables, a lot better than the grocery store. The best part is there's no bill. <laughs> Plus, it's very healthy. Amen? Amen? It's available to all of you. I mean, come on, to go over there and, and, and plunder the, the harvest. Amen? If you don't, it's your own fault. Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. We have to do the same thing for total victory. The power is not released until the word is embraced in faith. Are we getting it? It's not released until you embrace it in faith. The point I'm making is that when all the lines are busy to the prayer tower and the pastor is on vacation, you can still touch God by getting a handle on his word. My friend, God's word is all you need to put you over any situation. Number two, Jesus and God's word. Consider Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Then was Jesus led up in the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungry. And when the tempter came unto him, he said, If you be the son of God, command these stones be made bread. And he answered and said, It is written. See, everything we're going to read now. It is written. It is written. It is written. What, what it's written? The word of God. God. You know the will of God because it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil takes him up into a holy city, sets him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If you be the Son of God, cast yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. Here the angel is twisting, or the, the devil is twisting the word of God. You know, people that try to get you to disobey God, they twist it, don't they? They twist the truth. Jesus said, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil takes him up into an exceeding high mountain, shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and says unto him, all these things I give you, if you'll just fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said, get you behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord your God, and only him will you serve. Then the devil leaves him, and behold, an angel comes and ministers unto him. It was Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Now, the only thing Jesus had to depend on was the word of God, the already written word of God. Jesus lived by the Old Testament, the already written, the Pentateuch, the Torah. He taught in the synagogue. He brought into being the Holy Spirit where the scribes and Pharisees had missed the total revelation at times. When Jesus spoke words to the devil while he was under attack, he was quoting Old Testament. By faith, just like you and I must do. You see, Jesus was not only fully God, but fully man. He had a human spirit, soul, and body through which he voluntarily limited himself to the same circumstances we face so he could help us when we face them. Hebrews 2, 17 through 18. As a man, Jesus laid hold of God's power by laying hold of the word of his Father. Glory to God, he didn't have any other way to achieve success, or to be victorious over the attacks of the enemy. He held on to the word of God like you and I must do. Back then, 
He was the only ministry going. I mean to say he couldn't call on another Holy Ghost ministry. Jesus was it. He was it. But he knew his vital link to the power of God, and he laid hold on it. He laid hold on God, the Word of God. So many times we tried this preacher and that preacher or this method and that method until we get discouraged. That we are convinced we'll never get deliverance. Now when we are new Christians, that will work. Even when we're in a battle-weary sometimes. We can call for reinforcements. But folks, I want to tell you that anytime you can lay hold on the Word of God, you can lay hold on God. There's times you can't call for reinforcements. They're not there. I've been in many countries where there's no reinforcements. It's me and God. That's power. As long as Satan can separate you from the word of God, you will make it. He can, he can defeat you if he can separate you from the word of God. We may be separated by others by distance or timing, but as long as we have the word of God abiding in us, you're never separated from victory or God. Number three, us and God's word. Mark 4, 14 through 20, the sower soweth this word. And there they are by the wayside, and the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan comes immediately, takes away the word that was sown in the hearts. And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. They have no root <coughs> to endure for a time, but afterwards the affliction and persecution comes, and they forsake God. Immediately they are offended. Okay? If you're offended easily, you got stony ground. You need it tilled up through the word. These are they which are sown among thorns, which hear the word of God and the cares of the world, deceit of riches, lust of other things, enter, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. The cares of this world. And these are they which are sown on good ground. They hear the word, they receive it, and they bring forth some 30, 60, and 100. You can see in these passages, God is giving the word to produce the desired results in our life, just like a farmer plants the right seed for the desired results. God's word, or word of peace, it will produce a harvest of healing and peace. The devil knows that he must steal your link to God, which is the word, so he immediately proceeds with his carefully designed plans of cares, lust, deceitfulness of riches to choke out the word in your life. My friend, Satan's plan is to get the seed out of the, to get the seed out of the ground, the word out of your heart, because the word will bring a hundredfold victory to you. God's plan is to sow the word into you through preaching, teaching, meditating, and speaking. Joshua 1.8 and Proverbs 4.20-23. Conclusion, Proverbs 1.8, My son, hear the instructions of your father, forsake not the law of your mother. Understanding and obeying the word of God is access to God, the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 4, 20 through 23, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life. Find them and you'll have health. Keep them in your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Amen. Know the word. You have a link to God. You have victory. God bless you.